the biggest concern for, for most of my candidates right now is getting petitions. Is getting enough signatures to get on the ballot, right? And I laugh. I'm like, that is your biggest worry in life right now is do I have enough signatures to get on the ballot? And I think about so many people and I just not even around the world, just in America, where their biggest concern is is am I gonna eat? Me right now, basically. Yeah, am I gonna eat today? Do I have enough money to pay my water bill? Do I have enough money to pay my gas? And I, do I, I have enough money to put some shoes on my feet? Because I have, you know, I have holes in the bottom. Like I met a lady; she was homeless on the street. Well, not homeless, homeless, but she was like in between, like transitional kind of homeless. And her biggest thing was that she had she had holes in her shoes, right? And so I, I was like, well, what size shoe do you wear? Because what shoe I was gonna take the shoes off my feet? Because I know I have other shoes in my car. I'm like, listen, you can have my shoes off my feet. Mm-hmm. And she didn't wear the same shoe size as me. Her shoe was, um, she wore the size 10. And I wore eight and a half. So I'm like, well, yeah, it's not going to work. And I was like, I don't want your feet hurting even more. Yeah. You know, just so you can have shoes on your feet. But these are the things that I, I look at. And I'm like, most of our problems in our in our lives, you know, I tell people, I have Western world problems. You know, I mean, I think it just, we just don't teach a lot of, empathy here. So an exercise I did with my students, right, it was called like, how radical and what are your beliefs? Mm-hmm. And so I would ask them these statements about things in the world and ask them where they stood on this. Like, do you believe that we should have universal health care? Do you believe that there should be any homeless? Um, and it was just like interesting to hear their responses of what they felt on things. But like, I'm trying to teach them early in life this empathy that we're supposed to care about each other. And you have to start young because the older that people get, the more they get wrapped up in their own world problems, the more numb they get become. Because, I mean, like, look, we've been in this almost a year with 45, and even I've become numb. So a lot of the shit that's going on every day, there's a new report about some crazy shit that they've done in this administration. It still hasn't led to impeachment. And even if it did, that means, like, a, ter- a more terrifying presidency. <laughs> With like, it's just uh... terrifying all around. And it's like, at this point, I don't want to dedicate more energy to it. At this point, I don't give a shit about anybody's campaign. I'm worried about my own life, trying to pay my own bills, trying to trying to. Well, that's why I work in politics. People keep asking me, like, why do you keep doing what you're doing? And I was like, because I know the only way that you can fix this system is that we start getting real people elected. Right. And, and I can say that. I'm like, all the time. it's the mailman that needs to get elected. Because yeah. he goes to everyone's house and he sees the stuff that's going on. We talk about like, I just had one of my politicians just come to the realization that the water situation in Chicagoland area, and especially in the Southland area, is really messed up. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, what do you mean? And I told him, I said, it's not supposed to, and I keep saying, and this is my, my job, I, tell, I, I have to tell politicians the truth about what's going on. Mm-hmm. I said, we have, we have corporate, we have corporate, corporate, um, corporate infrastructure that is fine. No one ever says corporate infrastructure is bad. There's never been a bridge with a train that has collapsed the bridge with the train on because that's a corporate-ran system. The train system is corporate. Even though it's public, it's still a corporate-ran thing. They need that. You don't see the expressway. You're on 94. You don't hear about, hey, 94 just had like 10 bridges collapsed, right? That's not what you hear about because, again, that's corporate stuff. I said, so why is it that the piping system that comes to my house is messed up? Because it's residential and no one cares about the people. That is the problem. I mean, that's what absolutely comes down to. Because, like, I'm thinking, like, 
I know my situation isn't permanent, right? Like at some point I'm going to get to the person I want to become, have the businesses I want to run. I'm going to get there, but it's still not comfortable for me because I'm like, there'll, there'll always be another person behind me worrying how they're going to pay their rent, worrying how they're going to eat. And it's not it okay. Is. It's not okay for me to succeed. Like it's not, it's, it's not something I aspire to get to where I just get wealth and I'm like, okay, well, I'm okay. And the people around me are okay. No, I want to help destroy a system. I want to help um, dismantle a system where there are homeless people, where there are people who don't know where their next meal is coming from. I want to help create a world where we believe in a universal human right to shelter, to food, to clean water, to clean air. I just told my husband that. I said it's in the UN Charter that everyone should have free, clean water. Yeah. I said it's, it's supposed to be clean and free. I said for a reason. I said because it's a basic necessity. I said, and I told him, I said, why am I fighting for something that the Romans gave their citizens 2,000 years ago? Yeah. Freely. And then on top of that, I feel like all these big businesses just get to get away with taxing the poor, right? So, like, I got a red light ticket, right? Okay. And you, I thought that were out loud. These were long. This okay. was a year ago. I don't know. They're still giving those out on South on in Chicago. But I got, red, supposed to be. I got a red light ticket back in, in Chicago. Oh, I see those, those cameras flashing every day on the north side in Humble Park. Um, and they also give out those parking tickets religiously. Like, if you don't have a ticket to park on the street, you know how they say those. Again, public property. I see a million of those every day. I see a person with a parking ticket. You know how I got a ticket and I called in about the payment. And she was like, well, you can make a payment of $5 every month for the next 24 months. And I'm like, so... If you have a payment plan that's that small, it's like y'all admitting that you are taxing the fuck out of poor people. Like, you know they ain't got no goddamn money. $5 a month, bitch? You think I want to pay $5 a month for a hundred? Like, that's wild. Okay? Like, I just can't believe that. But then I also saw, um, I don't know what state it was in, when it was supposed that they were supposed to charge homeless people $1,600 for sleeping on the street. The same way that banks
All of us um, got, you know what I'm saying, have a job or a job in a side hustle. All of us got to do that these days to even have a little bit of what our parents had. And a bit like when I think about what my mom at my age was married with two kids with a house in the suburbs at my age, and like I'm struggling to even say my That's what I tell right people, now. like some people. And some people are like, well, I have that, but I'm like, you're the exception to the rule. Yeah, most you're of the us exception. Do not have most that. of us don't. We're, most We're of us not are getting paid anything. Like, it's like, okay, do I want to pay my student loan bill this month, or do I want to have a place to live? Do I want to pay for gas this month for my car, or do I want to put some food on the table? And I have to. I'm so tired of asking myself those questions. Like, what can I deal with the late fee on? What bill can I pay late? What can I do? Because or I'm who not, can I borrow money from? Yeah, and it's it's such a tiring cycle. I don't know if you've seen that gift, but it's like a this machine putting down a track for a train that keeps going around this loop, but it's mm-hmm. got to move the track every time. And it's like it gets there just in time if the train doesn't go off the tracks. And that's what my life feels like right now. It's like going in the circle that I'm almost going to go off the track well, like right said, before like, I get there. Our parents' generation didn't have to worry about, like, I mean, I remember my professor telling me in college, like, hey, my dad worked at the steel mill. Yeah. And, and they were like, able hey, to, to at, yeah. No, wait, not able to live, but guess what? He went on, we went on three vacations every year. You know, he was like, he was like, we had plenty of food. My parents had two vehicles. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. It was six kids. You know, we would love to have that opportunity, too. I would love mm-hmm. for my husband to go and just have one job, like you said. Like we have, like you said, we have to have, like, three, four jobs. I mean, I'm Jamaican, right? And I know it's stereotypical that Jamaican works a lot. You know what I'm saying? But really, I work a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to work, and I have to choose. Do I want to spend time with my kids, or do I want to go to work? My husband has to take my son with him to work every day because he's like, well, um, it's either take him to work or drive him at, like a, 40 minutes out of my way to drop him off at your mom's house, which costs me gas money, so I'm losing money. It's all it's this it's this vicious cycle. It's a cycle. vicious cycle that like none of us want to be in, and like we're just becoming progressively more and more frustrated. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like it sucks to not have any money. You know what I'm saying? Like every day I'm a little sad about that. Like I want money to go out. I want money to like spend on makeup and clothes like I have a brand that's basically just novelty it depends on people who have disposable income I if I was a, a customer I couldn't even buy my own shit because I don't have that type of money you know what I'm saying like I don't have any disposable income I don't even have enough money to pay those oh, bills that's I have her shirt on today so. yeah. um and if you guys can see it it's, really a, a lot right now and I know you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm in a position um, because I'm privileged enough to be you know in grad school around networks of people who can help me eventually um, I'm, I'm in a position to learn more you know what I'm saying like to get up and do something in life I so like, you, like you said but it's an exception to the rule though. yeah it, I mean like and I'm still really really struggling you know what I'm saying I'm trying to aim to be good by 30 that's three years from now so like I already know I'm like in it you know, for like the next three years, unless I meet some like nice man that want to <laughs> help fund my empire, where you got to? <laughs> you know, like, and in her case, she doesn't care if you're a man or a woman, really. This, this is also true. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's it's a daily, daily struggle. It's a day struggle. Like, hey, I remember I was I, I was your age when I bought my house, right? And everybody was like, oh my god, you have enough money to buy a house? And I was like, no. I waited for the market to, and I was smart enough to figure this out. And and again, this goes to me being privileged. I was smart enough to have an uncle to tell me, 
wait for the market to crash because housing markets always have bubbles. They always crash. So you wait till the market crashes and then you buy your house and then you can get it at a really discounted price, right, in a neighborhood that's going to go back up anyway. So that's exactly what I did. I waited for that bubble to crash by my house and now my house is worth three times the value that I bought it for, right? Were you also married though at the time? Yeah, I was married at the time. Right. So it's like that has But no, no, I didn't buy my house. I literally bought my own house. I bought my house. My husband didn't have anything to do with it. I was like, he's like, he actually, he's like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I'm buying me a house. For my birthday, I bought myself. And he was like, you're doing what for your birthday? I was like, I'm buying myself a house. But I, I, I like literally, I had to scrape up. I, I was selling life insurance at the time, right? Again, another side hustle. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sell this many policies. I'm going to put this money aside. I'm going to put this little down payment down. My down payment was like uh, $3,000. I was like, woo I was like, I got the $3,000 down. My credit was okay at the time. So I was like, okay, woo I got the money. I put it down. Got my house. Yes, victory, right? Small little victories, right? Now, what I'm not telling you about my house is it was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. So my dad, my biological father, he's a construction worker. Call him up. He was like, okay, I'll help you. My uncle, his twin brother, fixed my house up. So if I didn't have those two people, though, I don't think I could have got my house. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have. Because I needed new electricity through the whole entire house, new plumbing through the whole entire house. And then my my uncle and my husband had to drywall almost my whole entire house. Wow. And so that pretty much was a brand new house on the inside. I mean, now cosmetically, you still need to paint and do all that other stuff. Yeah, but the actual bones and structure of it, it's pretty much a brand new house that they gutted and they had to put back together. And yeah. I had to pay for that shit, too. That took all my savings. So right then and there, I was out of, like, $10,000. So I was, like, sitting there like, fuck, it's Christmas time, too, around now. So I had to figure out, okay, I think I had $100 to buy Christmas presents for my kids. And I thank God that they were little and they didn't know. Because I went to the dollar store. Literally, I went to the dollar store. And then my parents were like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll get some presents, too. But, again, I am an exception to the rule. And when you start realizing that I am an exception to the rule, and not everybody has the same opportunities as me, is when things will start changing. And when you stop putting people in the same, in this bubble that people put, people think that, oh, and you know, um, everybody has a new iPhone. That's an exception to the room. Most people don't get phones, they get phones like every three to four years. Yeah, there's a lot of people that like shit on Androids and things, but it's like, it's affordable for a lot of people. Like a lot of people in the hood are walking around with Metro PCS phones. Exactly, because guess what? A Metro PCS phone costs $34.99. Exactly. That's what they can afford. That's what it like really blows when people make fun of like, Android quality or all this stuff like that. Like, one, who helps you pay for your phone? Or, two, your phone is on a payment plan right now. So, why you talking shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, and like, think about it. Who can afford a $900 phone when you only making $850 a week? It's got to be on a payment plan. So, you can have that. I mean, think about it. I used to work at AT&T, who I know. Like, all them bitches is on fucking on payment plans. But like, still, who can afford, you work in a minimum? I don't care. I worked at one of the rich, I worked in Penley Park at one of right. the number one yeah. AT&T stores in the country, okay? <clears throat> Everything one of the rich ass white folks. Put that phone on a goddamn payment plan. Yeah, because it's $900 a month. It's $900 for the phone. So, like, again, and now you're talking about somebody that's making minimum wage. Right. They barely, I had a lady curse me out during this political season, and I know this wasn't her, like, you know, normal thing, like, to curse people out. But she was mad because we wouldn't pay for her to get a bus pass. Because she to, felt to do what? To, to work for us. Oh. 
And I had said, what well, normal job will give you a bus pass to go to work? But I had told her, I understand. Some jobs do. But I told her, I understand that her situation is a struggle. They just try, people are trying to literally just go to work every day. Exactly. Just get to work. Exactly. Like, I don't even care. I, I need to get to work so I can make that eight fifty. And like, I thank God for my mom because I was telling like, mom, um, I was like, I really, I need to go put some gas in my car. I don't really have any money, though. And she just, like, gave me $20. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't try to pay me back or anything. And luckily, I had, like, this really serendipitous day the next day. Somebody asked me to a free sweatshirt to, like, post it. And I made, like, $800 that day. But it was, like, the day before, I was literally crying because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to put gas in my car. Um, I don't know how I'm going to survive this week. I don't know how I'm going to And then, how you going to eat? I was like, I don't know how to do it. And then all that money I made went to paying the bills I was behind on. Like, I was like, I'm still in the same place. I need that money for rent. I need that for my phone bill. I need that for Comcast. I need that for my intern. Like, all that money. It's gone. I still don't know at the end of the day, like, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to do it? Like, I'm literally like that train about to go off the tracks. And it's, it's such a... It's such a horrible position to be in because, like, you don't want to stress. You don't want to worry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't. But money, like, we literally have to exchange our time for money. And if that place where we're exchanging for it doesn't give us enough, we're screwed. And that really we, sucks. And I keep telling people, people, I don't know if you know the name. I think the name of the movie is Time with Justin Timberlake or whatever. And people think, like, that movie is not relative. Exactly, but it is. But it's, it's, it's really our life. It's really our life. Literally, some of us are running out of time, and you don't even know it. Like, you're like, okay, well, I have I have to pay my rent, like you said. I got my car note. I got my car insurance. And then you have to decide. Like, I have kids. So I have to decide, like, okay, this week, do I want to buy my daughter some new shoes? And it's not just one of them. I have to buy two of them new shoes. I want to buy them two new shoes because both their feet have grown, right? Or do I want to make sure they get lunch meat? Yeah. Okay, let me decide. Because the lunch meat at the store kids you not because they can't eat regular lunch meat out the packages because they're allergic to that stuff because the preservatives they put in that crap. I have to go behind the counter in the deli counter. So now I have to feed two kids, right? So how much does the lunch meat cost for this week, right? Okay, the lunch meat is going to cost me $20 just for the lunch meat because I have to get a pound and a half of lunch meat. Holy shit, that's $20. Yeah, it's no joke. It's $20 for like a pound and a half. And that's just one, that's like, because a pound of like that turkey lunch meat. Yeah, it's like $7 a pound. It's like, right, no, no. $3? No, no, yeah, I know. It's $7 a pound. So it's like, okay, $7 for a pound of lunch meat. This is not including that, okay, I need to get the cheese from behind the counter too because, again, they're allergic to the preservatives. So altogether, I end up paying about $20. No, they have to get the lunch meat stuff from behind the counter. So if that's twenty, that's twenty dollars just for the lunch meat. That's not including that I have to go buy the bread. Then I have to go buy some lettuce and whatever else they want, like the mayonnaise, mustard. So by the time I end up doing the lunch stuff for the end of the week, I usually end up spending like about forty to fifty bucks just for them to eat lunch. So I'm like, okay, juice, all that good stuff. It's about forty, fifty bucks every week. And so you do the math on that. Now they tell me, mommy, my boots are too small. Yeah. My boots are too small. It's, it's, it's just a constant day to day. It's a real struggle. But here's the thing also, I feel like we deal with so many people who are, you know what I'm saying? You run into so many people who are angry, who are aggressive, who are closed off or non emotive, just like at a boiling point. And it's really because they're stressed the fuck out over shit like this every day. Yeah. And it's like if we, if people had everything that they needed, 
a lot of the aggression that we deal with on a day-to-day basis will decrease by so much, you know. What or I mean? even if we have politicians, like we one have that politicians that are empathetic to situations, understand that some of these programs are not working because they're not being implemented the proper way. I mean, you have you have CETA here, right? And CETA is supposed to help people. In case you guys don't know what CETA is, it, it pays like your your utility bills. It's a company that helps people with lower income pay their utility bills, right? But then they put these demands on the people. They're like, well, you have to show up at the office with this, this. Okay, so now you're asking somebody who can't pay their bills to take time off of work, possibly lose their job to go in and get their money. It's just a daily cycle. I mean, it just has to come to a point where people realize that the only thing we really should have to pay for is luxury. I don't give a good goddamn. You know what I'm saying? If you want a big TV, if you want name brand this, if you want those things, you have to go pay for it. But everybody should have a right to food, shelter, and water, point blank, period. And I'm not talking about, like, point just blank, any period. shelter. I mean, it should just be decent housing. Where decent, people, I mean, like, people are like, homeless. Right, like, they, and I'm not saying, like, you don't have to pay rent, right? Like, but rent should be affordable for your neighborhood. If you're going to pay people eight fifty an hour, then make the rent. Three fifty, or you know, or <laughs> like, I mean, make it worth the pay. Either way it goes, it's just like nobody should be stressed the fuck out. I mean, like, there are some of us like who you. have to work eighty hours a week just to afford what somebody's working forty hours a week or less just to get like a little bit of the same thing. I have, wait, 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 I have one of my politicians. One of my politicians tell me they were broke. They were making three thousand dollars a week. I'm like, you're broke at 3000 a week? You make what most of us make in a month if we're lucky with our husband or our boyfriend. Or a month. That's, that's aspirational. Like, most people are having it between 1200 and $1,500. Well, I'm talking about the average American family makes 45000 a year, right? That's the average, right? So that's, that's what I'm saying. Nothing. So this is what I'm saying. That's what most families make in a month. And you're talking about you're broke and you make 3000 in one week. It's nothing. Like, oh, no, that's not. I'm like. Well, I need to get back up. I had one of my other politicians tell me that they were making 130000 a year, and they feel like they're broke now that they're only making $50,000 a year. I'm like, what you say? I mean, that is a big decrease. But you're not broke at $50,000 a year. And it's just one of you. No, that's what he's making by himself, 50000 oh. Not including his wife. I mean, okay, it is a big jump. It is a big jump, but, but you're not it's, broke. You're cutting things that were luxury. Not this is what I'm saying. Things. You're not broke. And most of it's us, Western problems. Most of have. us just want necessities. Like, I just want to be able to afford bras. I want to be able to go get makeup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to start playing with that stuff or having money to spend on wigs and shit. You know, like, I just. Well, see, this is what I'm saying. Or my nails. You know, my nails need to be done, like, every week. And I don't have the right. money anymore. It's really sad to me. Like, I miss that. And I just feel like. Well, again, so and, this is what I'm, and this is what I'm saying. Like, you can't say you're broke. You know what I'm saying? When you're making fifty thousand, and then your wife is making another fifty thousand dollars. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry that you're missing seventy thousand dollars of income that you had like two years ago or whatever or last year. You know what I'm saying? It's still a six figure income. It's still six figures. That's what I'm telling him. And I'm like, it's still double what the average American family makes. Yeah. So you're not broke, no. And no, no, you might not be able to take a trip to the to the Bahamas this year. I'm sorry that you couldn't go. But instead, you went down to Florida and shit. You yeah, know, I, it's like, it's realistically, you're still at $100,000 a year, still living a decent life. And, and exactly. I mean, like, at that point, I know I can still take care of a lot of people in my family. I mean, if my dad 
raised of like it was six of six kids all together. Mm-hmm. Um, like in my mom, but there was always somebody else's kids in the house. So I would say like there was at least eight kids around <laughs> at all times. Yeah. I'm telling you. And my dad was making under forty thousand a year and raised us all. You know what I'm saying? Like there was always a it was we call it a deep freezer. I grew up, grew up older. It was like called a chest freezer. You know yeah, yeah. those things. Um, it was always filled with like a bunch of proteins, a bunch of meats and things. Like so, they filled up the actual fridge and our fridge. Like we, it wasn't a going hungry thing ever. You know what I'm saying? It might have been chicken every day, but you want to be hungry. You know what I'm saying? See, this is what I'm saying, and this is what I this is what I go back to. Is just like at some point, I I want my friends to be like. To be settled. I want my yeah. friends to be like, hey, like, I mean, you got to think about it. a lot of us millennials are starting, like, especially the 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 tip of the millennials are starting to reach towards forty, right? Uh-huh. And and we don't, we're nowhere near close to where our parents were when they no, were home, no. and we're struggling just to get just to get like basic necessity things. Yeah. Like, I had one of my friends was like, damn man, like toothpaste, and I'm like, go to the dollar store. Yeah. And they're like, what I use crust, and I'm like, they have crust. Maybe a little toothpaste. But they were like, yeah, and they were just like, you know, like, oh yeah. But I'm just like, that that should not be a struggle trying to freaking toothpaste. Do you know though that there are? There was just an article about it that there are more dollar stores in the country now combined than Walmart. So yeah, because because they're all betting on um. A, a a lower middle class being the norm, the norm for America for it the is. next long time, and it's really that. Like I saw a woman getting off the train with a bunch of CVS bags. You know what I'm saying? Like we're of course we're going through the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times there are no real grocery stores there. You gotta do your shopping there. Our food desert. Yeah. That's what these dollar stores are dependent on. Like that there will be. Let no me tell you. Let me tell you. If the dollar store down the street from us, if they sell fruit. And here's the thing, they sell frozen fruit. But I'm saying, like, and if they sell fresh fruit, that'd be, like, the most lit place on the planet. And you. some of them do, though. That'd some be, like, the do. most, like, lit place on the some planet. Because do. I would be, like, yes. Like, for real. Like, between the dollar store and all these, I promise you, between the dollar store and all these, that's, like, how I survived for so many years. All because, these like, are amazing. I love all Because, these. like, everything is so cheap. And I don't yeah. care. You can judge me how you want to judge me. Call it what you want to call me. But, like. I just want to survive. A lot of it you don't have preservatives or artificial ingredients. Like all these is a really cracking organization, and I really respect the fuck out of all these for running Walmart. Walmart up out of Germany. <laughs> I just really wish we had the same experience You're here like- because the Walton family, um, the the six of those families combined owns more wealth than forty one than forty one percent of the country. Um, and that type of inequality is so disgusting. Well, that's the situation that we in because you have the Waltons that's paying people eight fifty an hour. That's that's a day lucky. I know some people at Walmart like, oh well, I make ten fifty. Okay, big whoopsie do. Because guess what? If you living in a major metropolis area, it's E.I. Chicago, New York, Atlanta, Detroit, all these places. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing. It's nothing. But I'm telling you, when I rent my house, I'm, I'm going down south. I'm definitely going to like, cause you get huge ass houses for the same price that you get like $118,000 down south. It's so like it's a big ass house compared to up here. Like it's yeah, like 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 my like you know like the houses up here. It's like okay, yeah, I got a four bedroom house. Yeah, that's great, right? But that's a that's a six bedroom house, three baths down south. Yeah, exactly. With a huge backyard, bitch. Okay, like it's real. I mean, my 
any of those another anyway, but like the taxes here are, are so gross. Um, Illinois taxes have been running residents out in droves for years now. Um, Illinois taxes, I mean, like even in my business class, we were talking about uh, other states being friendlier in taxes. Like this guy was talking about how he wanted to put a racetrack mm-hmm. here. Um, and then he was trying to place it somewhere between Wisconsin and Illinois. And then just like, yeah, you know, this, Wisconsin's taxes are this lady, This lady here, the lady that I have my office in for politics, she owns 10 buildings, right? She had to sell nine of the buildings, right? And then she moves moved to Indiana, and she only has one building here, and she's got to buy some more in Indiana because of the tax situation. And I work in politics, and I keep telling these politicians, I'm like, you think you're doing something fantastic and great, right? But you're not. All you're doing is driving business away from our generation. That's all that's happening. Illinois residents are really leaving in droves. And it's not Illinois. Let's just be honest where it is. It's Cook County. It's, and it's Cook County for a reason, because Cook County has the highest taxes in the country, hands down. And that's one of the reasons why we struggle so hard is because our taxes, we're paying 10% on everything. I mean, that's the same. One in four resident, Illinois residents have been leaving for the past, for the past few years. I mean, I don't it's like this governorship under Rom has been, not Rom, uh, has been ridiculous. And you have Rom. Oh my God, in Chicago, just doing the absolute most. Like, and it all went back to Obama and Valerie Jarrett when they when they said they were going to move all the people out of the housing projects to fix the housing projects and then move them back, and they never that, moved, and, and they, they never, never and they happen. never moved them back. I mean, that's what so I'm saying. Like, no, it's the whole. All they're doing is providing a platform for richer, richer people to drive us out of where we stay. We see what's happening with Bronzeville. Like when I um. I spent a lot of time in my aunt's house uh, off 76 and Stony Island growing up, and like, it was like that new one was still there. Yeah. Like, it was still very much the hood. You know? <laughs> and like I remember not too long ago, a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago, like this Starbucks just popping up on the corner and then Moonoinks was gone and it was just like, yo, they're gentrifying the fuck out of this place. Like, it's, it's not looking like the hood no more. You know, like, um, you know, the, I'm, I'm following not looking like the hood, but here's the thing. When you promise people that you're going to move them out to the suburbs temporarily and move them back to where they're from. That's going to happen. I mean, that's where they lost my respect. That It was because they promised these people better opportunities. When I say it doesn't look like the hood, I mean, like, they're moving out shit that really works with people, right? If you close down a laundromat to put in a cupcake shop. How the fuck is that happening? Oh, oh, I got a better one. I got a better one. When you move the people out to the suburbs, right, and there ain't no buses out there, and then you say, well, why are they robbing everything in the suburbs? And we we saw what happened, because I was in Calumet City, right, like, before they started pushing everybody out there. Like, my parents specifically moved to Dalton and Calumet City to get away from, like, where we start, where we started when I was a kid. Um, and so when we first got to Calumet City, there was still that purple deer on the corner. Like it was still a bunch of trees everywhere. We had white neighbors, okay? <laughs> and in a matter of years, all that stuff was gone. Like, and you know, it's a, a community of no with no money when payday loan stores start popping up. And so they replaced that checkers with a payday loan place. Have you, um, have you been a Dalton? Oh yeah, it, it, that's where I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks, no, 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 no. Like it looks vastly I, I, different. No, no. I went to Dalton. Like my dad used to live in Dalton too, so I went to Dalton. Right? And Dalton was a white ass place when I was little. Yeah, yeah, and it was nice. Dalton used to get really nice. Really nice. So I went to Dalton. I went to the library to meet one of the the women that um that 
that does canvassing for us. And um, next to the library, I kid you not, next to the damn library. And I have the message. It's on my phone. I have the message. She tells me, she says, I'm walking past the liquor store right now. The liquor store in the library are right in, in the library are right next to the elementary school, which is down the street and from a junior, yeah. a junior high school. So I'm thinking to myself, right? What are you teaching the next generation? I mean, when all they see is they see they see people coming out of the liquor store. And let's just be honest, a liquor store that have people coming out of in, in the morning time, like going to the liquor store in the morning time, are usually alcoholics, right? What are you teaching these kids? I mean, the 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 problem is that like as more people moved out, you saw resources move out of the community exactly. as well. You saw so I mean like so many stores closed in River Oaks Mall over the few years. Like when I was younger, River Oaks Mall had these beautiful fountains. They had all these wonderful stores. Like they had Spencer's and they had the oh, yeah, they store. country is there they can be self-owned right what was macy's before it was something else because my aunt worked it was, there before it was, macy's. it was marshall it was marshall it was marshall fields yeah it was marshall because that's when my auntie worked before she moved back to minnesota yeah. like, it was like right before it was marshall fields and then marshall fields got bought out by macy's and that was a big thing right because marshall fields was it was a chicago staple so new york had macy's chicago had marshall fields it was like hey and then Carson Perry Scott closed. Yeah, and no, Carson's is still Carson. Carson's they're closed. And the mall, is yeah, closed. yeah, in the mall they closed, right? But the one in Madison is still open because they own like when Carson's bought the one in, in Madison, they bought the actual they call landings, so they bought the actual landing part. And so this is what's happening everywhere is that these corporations they're shutting down anyway. And and I keep telling, and this is and this is one of the big discussions that we're having in politics, right? Is because you have corporations like Amazon starting to take over, right? And then you're gonna start having drone deliveries start happening, right? Yeah. So what happens to what happens to all those mom and pop stores or even just normal corporate stores that, that no longer need to be open anymore? It's also these stores haven't adjusted their profit models to what's happening in the world, right? So we've been talking about millennials and not having as much money, but millennials are also starting families later. They're also getting married later. You know what I'm saying? Like we also have less money. And so a lot of these corporations that like JC Penney's or these people that thrived off the middle class don't really have a middle class anymore. They can't really survive because like we're not buying their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like well, we're buying it from cheap places like Fashion Nova sell business suits and things for like $20. I like, can afford it. Listen, you know what I can afford? I can afford to take myself to Foreman Mills, go to the clearance rack, right? Yeah. Hit up the clearance rack at Foreman Mills and give me a $5 hoodie. Exactly. I mean, but those are things that I can afford. But you see all these articles like, oh, millennials are killing this business and they're killing that business. Well, we're killing that business. Well, you know, they said the same thing about Applebee's. 
they were like, a millennials are killing Applebee's. No, we're not killing Applebee's. The only thing we can afford when we go out to Applebee's is if we're lucky to get a girlfriend and say, hey, can we put a two for 20 meal? Yeah. And then we got to stick specifically to that two for 20 meal. And then we're like trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to tip this person? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's really, really sad. We just cannot afford to have the same experiences. And it feels, it's making our 20s like fucking hell because you feel like, based on what you saw with your parents that you're supposed to be so much more so much further or have so much more in savings or like just have so much more opportunity by this point. I'm just thinking like my grandmother was like 18 she owned her home at 18. I, I feel like I should have a bigger marker between myself and an 18 year old and I don't I really really don't an 18 year old could have an apartment and struggling just like I did you know what I'm saying like there's not a bigger marker at this point between myself and people that are 10 years younger than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and that's just an unfortunate reality. And I I don't know, it's really got to change soon because I'm tired of that stress. I'm tired of like, I'm trying to figure out where the money comes from. Like I have so many business ideas and I get really frustrated because I'm like, I can't get to any of them. I don't have any goddamn capital. Like, how do you make this thing pop off? And like every person that comes to my class to like give a guest lecture, they're all just like, yeah, you all start with friends and family. You know what I'm saying? What if all your friends and family are broke? Investors want to see that you've raised $50,000 to $100,000 first before they start investing in your business. And it's like, okay, um, who am I supposed to get that from? You know what I'm saying? Like, and you, and then on top of that, me having one of my business ideas being so niche and targeted towards a black community is just like a lot. You have to work overtime to convince people to give you money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really uncomfortable. I have to give a presentation to the class about my business, right? And I'm like, I'm giving a presentation to a bunch of white people about black language. This is fun. This is when do you have fun. to do that? Like, I want to. You please, what you call? I'm gonna I can see. Let me see. Get on my schedule. I'm bringing everything. Like I'm bringing a bunch of my products to class. Um, by the way, one of her, one of her. I thought about um, anybody asked you. I thought about um, I thought about either doing this, telling the story and like straight ebonics. You know what I'm saying? Like no, they're not gonna get half that shit. To make a point about black language being different, like being having its own rules, its own grammar rules or whatever. I'm reading what your comments say. I'm listening to you too. Um, We got people commenting. Yeah, I see. I I thought about like giving doing that or showing that thing from airplane. I don't know if you remember. Like it's these two black people. Oh, I love that thing. And then like somebody has to translate. How to translate? But the whole point that like it's something that stands so much on its own. Hold on one second, because if you pull that, the whole thing is going to come down. It's own. It's it's its own grammar. It has its own grammar rules. It has its own. Uh, that like our words have their own definitions. You know what I'm saying? I could say dub, saw, buck, or three five to you, and that like I'm all talking about something else. But I I wanted to give that as an end, right? To talk about black language, but then to also then to get onto the problem that like black language is often taught with shame. That when we go to these predominantly white spaces, we learn to tuck it in, or like we don't get the job, or like if I when I tell people that my name was supposed to be Janisha, they go, oh. Well, it's a good thing it wasn't because I'm sure it's easier for you to get jobs this way. So it's like, and, and, and if you don't believe, you know what I'm saying, there's plenty of studies to back up that black language or black names are discriminated against. 
So the solution of Black Proverbs is to teach Black culture with pride, to teach Black language, or to celebrate Black language with pride so that we don't carry that shame or we don't feel so lonely when we go into these predominantly white spaces and they feel like we need to speak um, in proper English uh, to be considered more intelligent, right? Because when I'm not trying to convince well, people that about America, American, um, our verbiage, um, with the English language, we're not even speaking in proper English. Oh, no. Because when we when you go to England, a lot of the verbiage that we have, they look vexed. Yeah, but I'm saying, but there's also we also know that here people go, that's ghetto. This is how. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like my my one of my cousins would correct me all the time growing up. Like I'd be like, she be running, blah blah blah. Right, she right, like, right. uh, I'd be like, she be running, blah 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 blah. No, it's not she be, she runs, blah, blah, blah. I was reading, or, I was reading one of the, um, the lit pieces for one of the candidates, and some black candidate, right? And I, like, my, my, my political hack instantly comes on when I start reading literature. And I'm like, I'm like, I kept reading the thing. I was like, this is not proper English. And then I had cracked myself. I was like, well, I guess it's proper English for her. Yeah, it's like, if that's how we communicate, it's like, we can say, don't be running up in here and, like, in English, where it's like, why are you saying up in here? Yeah, yeah. Like, why don't don't run in here would be like a right English sentence, but we put don't be running up in here, and it makes well, I was explaining ratchet to one of my clients. They're like, well, is it ratchet? Ratchet? I said ratchet. They're like, what is? And then I had to break it down. I was like, there's a video game called Ratchet and Clank, and yeah. they were like, they're like, huh? And I was like, I was like ratchet, and they're just like. I mean, the whole point is, like, I it have is. to make, it's, it's, it's the, I bought this whole thing up because I'm trying to argue, like, I want to get funding for this business idea. I've been running it for three years. You know, I, I have all the support or, like, vision for how I want to expand it, right? But I have to consistently present this idea, usually to white people. And that's a really nerve-wracking thing because, like, I have yeah, to. Yeah, shout out. We're all the black investors. I have to sell this to, to them. And that's unfortunate. Like, I, you know, being in the situation that I am right now, Jenny, like, I've been thinking a lot about turning down that offer from a friend, and I was just like, could my life have been in a different situation? Could I have been somewhere else? Was I stupid for walking away? And then I think, like, if I was going to give up half my business, I would prefer it to be to a black woman, you know what I'm saying? And we're working together on this, like, I don't um, think we ought to have to. This is just between you and I. Right? But this is I don't how think, I feel feeling very poor. I don't think you have to, right? I think what's no. going to end up happening is that we have the. Oh, uh, guys, guess what? We have something coming out really soon. It's a body line. I think that's, that's all we're going to tell you. you. Yeah, I think once that body line drops, though, I think you're going to see. I think it'll be different, yeah. But you also just, I'm like telling what my thought process here, is. Here, here's what I know, right? Harrison Ford didn't become, like, really known to his 40s, right? Um, J.K. Rowling didn't do Harry Potter until she was later in life, right? Yeah, we talk about all the time. Nancy Pelosi didn't become who she was later in life. So some of us don't peak yeah. until we're until later in life. Exactly. So that's but how I think, look at, like, my I life also, is like, I don't think, rest it. I also think, though, you know, that, I mean, when things like this happen, or you get to some passion in life, you do have a tendency to look back and like review what happened, so you can say, how did I end up in this position, right? Like at least that's what I do. The Christian in me says everything is on his time. Right, and I and I believe and when I say that. his time it doesn't mean like God is a he. I just say like his time. I, and I believe that, right? But okay, the there's also this story, right, of a person that's drowning, right, and 
the people come by in the boat and they say, come on, get in the boat. And they, he's like, no, God's going to save me. Go, go, go. God's going to save me. All right, cool. They go. Another person come by, like, come on, get in the boat. And like, no, God's going to save me. But dude dies, he gets to heaven, he's like, God, I thought you were going to save me. I did. You passed on every opportunity. It's not you, though. But, okay, Jenny, at the end of the day, I know, I know, I know. But still, logically, that's how I want to think about things. Like, did I have a role in where I am in life? Or am I supposed to be here right now? Like, you know? No, that's not you. The thing is that the friend that we're talking about, I think the business opportunity, I would have took the deal. And that's, that's fair, but I'm just telling you what I've been thinking. No, no, but you're feeling it. Because I've been struggling so much. But let me ask you this. Is $50,000 really or $100,000 really what your business is worth? That wasn't even what I was offered. But see, that's what I'm saying. Is that what your, is your business worth that? And at the end of the day, if your business is worth way more than that, and you know it's worth way more than that, why would you sell yourself short? Don't be famous, Amos. Don't be Victoria's Secret. But, okay. Because those are two stories. Those are two real business stories that I carry with me for the rest of my life. Do not be famous, Amos, and do not be Victoria's Secret. I'm saying that, but, okay, right? These are easier things to say to people who are not struggling, who have, like, but I'm, but I'm who struggling, have, though, with you, so I understand. I'm going to struggle, too. Never sell my, if this was my, that's like you guys asking me to buy 3WF. If a corporation said, hey, we like what you've done with the brand, let me buy 3WF, and we'll give you, like, $100,000. I'm going to tell them to kick rocks. First of all, it's never for sale like that. This is my baby. No, it's going to grow in due time. This is what it is. This That's is about correct, promoting but quality. Like, I'm saying, this is what I've thought about because I'm like, there's some myself short because I've been in a different position or like, you know what I'm saying? It's just having that discernment, right? Because it didn't feel right to me. And I said that to you all the time. Like, Jenny, this doesn't feel right. doesn't feel right. But I was just so eager to, like, not have to struggle anymore. Like, I wanted 2017 to be the last year I had to work for anybody else. I really did want to take my business to the next level. And here's the person was going, like, you know, um, so I maybe God is telling you 2019 is the year that happened. Maybe, maybe it's 2018. I mean, to me, I think once we launched the body business, I think that might be the last year you struggle. Maybe, but I'm saying this is what I just has been going through my mind because, you know, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, like, and I want to say this to many people who are thinking about being a, becoming an entrepreneur, like, you just have to understand there are many L's in this. Like, point blank period. The biggest corporations have taken some L's. You may not have known it because they quietly paid that shit off, but plenty of people have taken some L's, and you have to have real tenacity um, to keep going, and you have to constantly be thinking about how to evolve um, to keep up with things. But you have to think change. about this, though. And so your mind is constantly starting to rise. Like, I understand that. And, like, you know how many times they told him, no, that's not going to be a viable business? Like, I know. know. Amazon got, Jeff Bezos was told, and no on funding, like, 183 times. Like, exactly. So what are you worried about? I, I'm not saying, I'm saying... I, I think about those things, like, I don't know if I missed the boat, or I don't know if I've been responsible, just that sort of second guessing, but I'm saying, like, in my soul, like, I feel that I will find the way that it will figure its way out. I totally feel like that's why I haven't been in much panic, like, even though the cynic in me wants to be like, oh my god, you're gonna go under, there's, like, this this thought in the back of my head, like, no, you're paying your dues, this is just what you have to do to get to where you're going. Like, no, you sound like my candidate, so you sound funny like my candidate. I, I like I laugh at most of my candidates because I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna get the signatures to get on the position. And I just think in the back of my head, like we got dogs on the, we got dogs on it. Literally, we have put dogs on ballots. We put cats on ballots. We put goldfish on ballots. These are actually ballots that you vote for, like running for public office. 
And I tell them, like, listen, either you're going to get the signatures or you're not. Right? Right. So why, it's all in due time. Yeah, it's all in due time. So if or the signatures are going to work. You're going to work a little harder for it. You know, if you need 10,000 signatures, right, and you have two months, yeah, you're going to work your ass up. Every week, you yeah. need to average 2,500 signatures, right? About that. Okay, so work that for Like, this one thing, like, my life has been a series of impossible things being possible. So I know that, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's just human nature to constantly, like, you know, is this okay? But, you know, like, we just have a cautious nature because it's in us to self persevere. Like, we want to preserve ourselves, but we don't want to put ourselves in a situation that will take us under. So we're constantly trying to evaluate where we are. I'm so chill about stuff in life, though, because I realize at the end of the day, like, none of this bullshit matters anymore. No, none of it does. But I feel like I could have a... I can have a chance to make real change in this world, to have a real voice in this world. And see, so, that's what I'm all about. Now, that's yeah. what I'm trying to do, too. I'm and trying to get my unprofit going. That's what I'm eager to get to, right? Because, like, I don't think there should be suffering in this world, and I'm very encouraged to, like, help other people. I feel like that's truly my calling in life, and I really want to get to it. Um, My whole life, my mother would tell me, like, oh, you're supposed to be a missionary. And <laughs> I just, like... Played out like real talk. She told me she was like, God told me who you were gonna be in the womb, right? He said you were gonna be very smart, that you were gonna have very long hair, um, and that you were gonna go through a lot in life. And then God told me that you were gonna be a missionary. And okay. she said she said this to me my whole life, I promise you. Um, and I just never believed her, especially when I got through college and I went through a whole godless phase or like was like didn't want to believe in God because I'm like I want to believe that I have some power in what happens in my life. How you gonna tell me what I am from birth? Like no, you know what I'm saying? But as I've grown and experienced all these different things that I have in my life, I feel like all oh, the the thing I want to do is help other people and save them from their own hurt or things, and that's not necessarily by God or whatever, but like through real emotional processing to really learning to live above our egos and being good to ourselves and helping other people like that's the work I want to do and I feel like ultimately that is missionary work like when you are invested in helping but other see, I always knew I wanted to do that that was like never a, not a not a thing for me my, my thing but you that, have to understand it from my perspective like I grew up in church every single day Jenny like this is my life I had to wear skirts down to my ankles <laughs> like I understood religion as like an oppressive thing and my dad always told me like religion is an oppressive thing my dad was telling me religion should feel like a freedom not a jail and because i was born into it and i didn't have no choice it felt like jail okay, i had to tell people this, religion is a jail it's, right it is a jail it's never about freedom it's never about that religion is a jail it is oppressive thing but the 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 thing about religion though is that ultimately you get to choose it right but they don't teach free will that way in church like they they like okay god is giving you free will but then your life is already determined. They don't really talk about these choices, right? Like what they really mean or what that really means in your life. But I feel like I had a revolution when I stopped thinking of things in sin versus not sin and ego, living above my ego and not. And that has changed my whole perspective. And I know I've talked about it on the show before. Um, but like when I decided like, oh, I'm doing this out of an ego driven thing. I'm getting angry because I want to protect my ego. I'm sad because I want to protect my ego. This is, this and it's like, I stopped yeah, it's like pride and ego. I tell people this, but that's like two of the greatest downfalls about mankind. It is. Like most of our problems in the world, it's driven based on the fact that it's ego. 
or somebody hurts your feelings, like my pride is hurt. And if and you want to protect yourself or defend yourself with ego, like this woman on the train, like she was sitting kind of in two seats like this. So this woman tries to sit down when she gets on the train, and she was like, you sitting on me, blah, 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 blah. So Shorty gets up, she moves further down the train. But then, like, when she's yelling at the girl, she's getting up to move, she starts spitting on the guy, like, next to her. And he's like, yo, you know, can you chill? You kind of spitting on me. And she got, this woman caught on a box cutter, okay? A box cutter. Like, I wish you would touch me, blah, 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 blah. And he was just like, Shorty, you spitting on me. And she's like, this woman went on a tirade, okay, for five stops. Miss her stop just so she can yell at these people and call the girl a broco and say like my whole outfit costs more than what you got on and um I couldn't mean to spit on you. I was like whole time and she I was like all of that was out of ego. She felt like her ego was being hurt, so she had to defend herself. She pulled out this box cutter she because she wanted people to feel like couldn't nobody get over on her. And all she had to do if all she did was like, you know what, my bad, I didn't mean to sit on both feet, or my bad, I didn't mean to spit on you, it would have been a whole different story. You know what I'm saying? But conversely, if I was shorty, I wouldn't have kept arguing with her. Like, you wasting your energy on some shit. She's just trying to protect her ego. Let Shorty cook. If she want to be an evil ass motherfucker, let her do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't feed into that. That's the ego-driven thing. Or even if I think, like, when I was going through my breakup, the question kept going, why wasn't I enough? Why not me? This and that. It was like, that's a whole ego thing. You feeling like somebody's supposed to pick you or feeling like it was a failure on your part as opposed to them. That's some shit they was going through. That had nothing to I, do I with you. I never, like, crossed my mind. I never, like, say it should be. Like, my whole thing about plenty women. Plenty women. I know. That. It's not even just women. It's plenty people that Plenty do. people do that. But, I mean, like, they would be honest, that. that one line in the song on her last album was, like, um, was it What Am I Doing Wrong or was that Monica? God, it was Monica. It was Monica. What Am I Doing Wrong? wrong. What did Beyonce say on Lemonade? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, women question that all the F&A, time. Yeah, but that the song was essentially. What is that one song? What, what's that one song? I can't remember her name right now. It's on my playlist, but I remember the line in the song. She said, "Should I be a lady? Because I want to have his baby." I know she's like, no, no. Yeah, and she's talking about leaving him, and she's like, "Well, should I stay, or should I be a lady? Because I want to have his baby." And 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 this goes to the whole thing about egos and stuff like that, and realizing your worth. More than like a lot of people think that like it is a because we teach that especially women we teach them because like when women get in relationships what do they do you better cook to that man or he gonna leave you you better do this for your man or another one's gonna do this and another like a lot of don't have a conversation with men so a lot of us feel like it is a failure why are you treating those regards so a lot of us feel like it is a failure on our own relationship that's me reflecting the light that's pretty cool by the way sorry. A lot of us feel like, um, it's ki- it kills me. That's the name of that song. A lot of us feel like it's a failure on our part if the relationship didn't work out. We feel like it is our job to maintain them, to keep a man happy, to keep them coming back. Um, and, you know, it's a very old patriarchal view, but a lot of people still live by it. A lot of them do. Um, you know, some more comments, let me say. I don't know. I can't read it because the glare off the light because the sun like hitting the wrong angle. Okay, computer. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like a lot of people still subscribe.
to that. And so they start talking about themselves. And so, like, a lot of things that you would do out of ego, like being selfish, not letting other people in, um, being angry, taking your anger out on other people, or um, getting into fights when the it, the situation doesn't um, need that much. Like that well, isn't, that, to... isn't that what bullying is? Yeah. Isn't that what bullying is? It, it, it's like, hey, I can bully this person because it makes me feel better. Feel better. Like, that's, it's a function of ego. And when you learn to, like, stop serving yourself before serving other people or, like, doing what's healthier for yourself in spite of what your ego calls for, it's like, there's a lot of fights I didn't want to walk away from. But it was like, Diana, this is the healthiest thing to do. What do you mean? I walk away all the time. I don't even care no more. I'm just like, my life ain't worth all this drama. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's just the lead brand, man. It's just, like, the drama. Shorty would have said what he said to me in that donut shop. He would have got one of those ceramic glasses to his motherfucking head. You said what now? What's the shame now? Bitch, what? I'm a fighter. I'm a fight first. That's the Aries of you. That's the Aries of you. So you know I had to work very, very hard to learn how to calm down and to learn how to go, no, Diana, this doesn't deserve it. I mean, like I've gotten into fights with grown-ass fucking men and have been pissed because I had to walk away. Like, I got kicked out of Walmart once. This one right here, because on Valentine's Day, this man called, he called me a bitch because I wasn't smiling at him. And, like, he started talking to the next dude about it. And I was like, please don't talk about me like that while I'm standing here. And he started calling me on my name. And I don't remember how he even got to this last person. I'm like, beat my ass then. I take off my coat like, all right, bitch, beat my ass then. I will fight Godzilla if I have to, bitch. I ain't scared of no man. No man. I don't give a fuck. It's crazy, though, but, Listen, but that's ego driven though. I decided this I know this. I decided a long time ago, I said I would die fighting. I don't give a fuck. I would die fighting. You ain't never gonna disrespect me. I decided that a long time ago. So I took my coat off and I said, Beat my ass. Do it. And the security guard walks over there like you have to leave the store. But this is a grown ass man threatening to beat my ass and you telling me to leave? Oh bitch, I was so mad. I threw I threw a bat I threw um the I had bubble wrap in my car. I threw the whole thing of bubble wrap in his ass. I was so mad, and the whole time in the car, I'm fuming, like, I should have went, you were stripping. I should have went back in there with a knife, should have went back there in there with this, should have went back, like, I really wanted to fight him, like, I was so upset that I couldn't fight him, because, like, on my, aunt, like, I would fight anybody, you're not going to oh, disrespect so like, to, today, now, like, would you go back and be the same person? No. Okay. So, you, you learn how to chill. I just learned that all things don't deserve that, or, like, me trying to protect my ego isn't worth me losing my life over. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of stuff I used to do when I was driving, I don't do anymore because I'm like, Diane, that could be a car accident. You know what I'm saying? Like, you being this extra for what? Like, I used to hate when people cut me off, so I'm going to drive down the highway after them or just drive on their ass after them. So like, you have to deal with your own anger issues. Oh, anger issues. Horrible anger issues. When I, no, no, I never get that angry. Like, I say I would fight anybody. I mean, like, as an Aries, this is what we do. We take every emotion. And it comes out as anger. I swear to God, I could be like, if I'm sad as fuck, it's gonna come out as anger. If I'm, well, let me say this about me, right? Like, it takes a whole lot. Like, and my husband will tell you this. He and he knows. Like, he's like, he's like, oh shit. That's his first response when I get angry. He's like, oh shit. Like, because it takes so much emotion for me to build up that kind of anger towards a person. It's like you have you have to like irritate me for at least like a month about not doing something I've been asking you repeatedly. Like, so, like, when I start going off, it's like, okay, like, for instance, like, I've been asking him to clean up the backyard, and so I know he's watching right now, clean up the backyard, he's starting to get irritated about it, so it's like, 
at some point, like, you know what I'm saying? You just disrespected me out of just, out of just, you know, whatever it is. But I don't like being disrespected on that level. But it takes me so much to build up to that point. Most of the time, I'm just chill about shit. This is like, okay. Because it's not, to me, it's like, it's not worth World War Three. That's where I'm at now. I mean, like, working with, I say this all the time in my job, and I don't, like, I don't take that lightly at all. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, working with kids really saved my life. Because I had to learn how to calm down significantly to work with kids. Because kids will work your fucking nerves. <laughs> you know this. And, like, as a teacher, you can't hit them. You can't haul out and hit them. And even if they were your child, that's not good conflict management to reach out and hit a child because they're not responding, right? Um, that's your failure as a teacher on some parts or whatever. So I have had to learn multiple, like, first of all, I was really heartbroken about the relationship. So the only time I was smiling when I was around these kids. And we know psychology-wise, the more you smile, it can, like, affect your mood, like, have you believe that you're actually happy or whatever. That's why I'm always happy because I'm always smiling. Those hours of happiness with the kids really saved my life, one. But then, two, it taught me how to calm down because some kids will get into screaming matches with you, you know what I'm saying? And you cannot do that with a kid. Like, they, if you get into one of those, they will not back down, you know what I'm saying? Um so, like, that really taught me a lot about calming down or, like, understanding where a lot of ego comes into parenting. Like, some people, like, they do not want to feel disrespected by their child, so they would do everything to belittle that child to make them remember who the fuck they are in relation to their parent. And it's like, it's a child. Why would you want to, like, make them feel I never want to belittle my child. Now, I do pop them on the butt. There are some people who will belittle my, their children. My whole thing with my kids is that I want to build empires up inside yeah. of them. I want them to know that they're mighty and they're strong. I even pick their names based on influential people. And I tell them, like, you are, you are, I'm like, you are strong. You are smart. You're beautiful. Reflect all of those things at all times. I just told my kids today because they're so worried about having book smarts. And I told them, I said, to me, it's not about book smarts. I want you to have common sense. I said, because that's what's going to keep you alive in this world. It's not the person that has, is the smartest person in the room. I said, it's the person that has the most common sense because without common sense, you cannot survive. Yeah. I'm like, this world is based on common sense. Anyways, let's switch subjects, right? Let's talk about Cardi B. Yeah, I was like, let's talk about Cardi. Let's talk about Cardi. Yeah, let's talk about Cardi. Okay, so Cardi gets engaged. Yay, Cardi, we love you. You are having the best year. I just want to touch the hem of she your is, booty shorts. She is winning, right? Hold on. I just want to touch the hem of your booty shorts to get a little bit of the blessings that you have been receiving this year. I mean, I'm number one on the billboard, okay, now. Now you and you engaged to uh, Amigo. And, you know, they some rich niggas right now. You know what I'm saying? They've been out here for a minute. Because I know they were, they've been out here since before Gucci. Because one of the Migos used to sound like Gucci to me. And I miss Gucci so much. I'm such a Gucci fan. I miss him so much. I was like, who was this man sounding like Gucci on the track? And it's not him. So the Migos been around for a minute. They got money. She's engaged. And both um, Proverbs 31 women... And the crazy men of Twitter have been tripping, okay? So first you have the women who are like, I cook and clean for my man. I make his place and blah, blah, blah. How come she get a ring before me? And she was a hoe before. And then you have the men who was like, if they seen her naked, all these people have seen her naked, why should you want to get married? And part of this, and part of this, is the Migos' fault, right? Because they got this song called Freak No More, and the whole song is, I can't wife you because men have seen you naked. That's the whole song, right? 
So all these men I gotta say is these expensive, these red bottom, these is blood shoes. Like what? All these men are all these people are feeling like she doesn't deserve love because she was previously a stripper. These are the same people who would frequent a strip club if they could, if they don't already do. These are the same people who would accept sexual services. These are the same people, but they go, Oh no, she doesn't deserve love. We get we sit here and we decide in our minds who deserves love and who doesn't, and you're full of shit. First of all, you know what I'm saying? Like, respect to, to sex workers everywhere you are because society in, it, is just insistent upon shitting on y'all when everything in society revolves around sex. I mean, a lot of businesses can't even sell shit out of their campaigns without it involving sex. I mean, I've been watching the episodes of Friends, and I've noticed, like, on every one, they was icing them girls' nipples. I'm like, why is Rachel's nipples? You can see them bitches from the moon. Why are they icing these people's oh nipples? God. Oh, my God. You know, I thought they did that on that show. What's that raunchy show, Married with Children? Like, I thought they just did it to Kelly Bundy. No, all these bitches in the 90s, they was icing their nipples before they went on set. I think about Cardi right? I think Cardi B played the game perfectly, just like I think, no, no, just like I think um, Real Housewives of New York, what's her name, the one that has skinny girls, um, I can't remember her name, but she played the game, Bethany, mm-hmm. Bethany, I think the way Bethany played the game, I think that when people see women that can play the game just as well as men, people tend to get jealous. That's no, people are jealous because it's like, people want... Like, men, they, like, men, like, I mean, they said the same thing about Bethany, though. They were like, she's been married before. You know what I'm saying? She's kind of crazy. You know, you know. But here's the whole thing. It's like when they see women making those power moves and making that money like the men do and playing in the boys' club like the boys play and not caring, then they then they get mad. They get jealous. They get envious. Pretend that there are a set number of things that you can do to secure a partner. So they'll say if you cook for them, if you clean for them, if you fuck them real good, that person will stay around. But those of us who are smarter and have been in relationships for real know that that's not enough. I don't give a fuck what you cooking and cleaning for me. Like, can you communicate with me? Are you trying to deal with me? Are you supportive of me? Are you not spending your time gaslighting me? Are you a you know like gaslighting is a big Thing. I don't understand that. Like, gas, gaslighting is so big. Like, you just, mansplaining and gaslighting usually go hand in hand most of the time, too. It's like you have to put me down to bring yourself up. Like, you're lying about something, and it's like, that's absolutely not true. These people, like, you're saying the sky is blue, and they were, they're, they're trying their best to tell you that the sky is green. And it's not even that the sky is green, but that you're seeing it the wrong way. Yeah, you you not think you like you just tweaking right now like whatever. Just you like well the sky is like a nice you know bluish green color you know it's you know it's really nice out the sun setting whatever it is right and they'll straight up look at you and be like no nah, they like you know what I'm saying you tripping like it's it's more purplish color you know you see the yellow in the sky and the pale you like what green don't yellow and blue make green the sky gotta be green and I mean. It's 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 just absurd. It's really absurd. Um, and and they and they keep and they downplaying Cardi too, like I said, because it's a jealousy thing. Being a nice woman, that's not true. 
Tony other women will tell you it's not true. It does not matter. And because Cardi got to play by her own rules and be who the fuck she was and say what she wants and talk about sex as much as she wants and talk about her her past life as a sex worker and however she wants, people feel like that she should be shut out of love. And that's so fucked up. You're not going to sit here and tell me that you're really about feminism and you're really about women making their own choices and you're really about a, a love for everybody and you deciding who gets love and who doesn't. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. And sex workers, just like anybody else, deserve love. You're not going to tell me that that person is less valuable or they have less less to offer when there are plenty of good girls out here beating the fuck out of their partner, doing all types of wild ass shit. There's plenty of men who are in relationships where they are a prisoner. You know what I'm saying? Or a person who's supposed to be a good girl. Like, please. I but they don't care. This is the whole thing at the end of the day. Let's just be honest. The whole thing about Cardi B is the jealousy thing. They mad because no, they, they exactly they mad because a stripper has once again conquered the boys' game, and they didn't conquer it. No, no, no. But that's the same. They got you. No, no. Take it back. Hold on. Wait, wait. Take it back. Take it back to even Eve. You remember when Eve did the same exact thing, and she came out so hardcore. And I used to love Eve back in high school, and everybody used to be like. She just Because why? Because 
they told women to not have sex with a bunch of men. One, so you couldn't call him on his sex game, right? He wanted to be the one to break in sex to you to extend so you couldn't say, hey, you little dick motherfucker, get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? You no stroking ass motherfucker, get out of my face. They wanted that sort of shit, but they also wanted you to like, they, they want the security to feel like you would never cheat on them. They want that security. That's why they, they call for the good girl, but not because they want to be so good to her and, and buy her everything. That you a stripper, right? That you gotta be a hoe. Okay, that's true, but I'm still stuck on this good girl thing. They try so to this tell. is what I'm saying. Why she gotta be a we prostitute? Can, we can get to that, but let me finish the thought. I'm saying that, like, she was a prostitute. Why is that not okay? I'm saying, let, I'm saying, let me finish the thought. They try to sell you this idea that if you're a good girl, that you'll get somebody of value, and it's it's not for you. It is for them. It is for their security. They want to feel like you won't cheat on them, that they got you. You're not going to look anywhere else and you're going to stay there. There's no critique for you. And then you understand why so many older guys try to like end up with these younger girls because older women are the fuck over it. You're not going to run no game on the ass. You're not going to bring your broke ass around. You're not going to sell just love to me and think that's enough. That's some, that's some shit that a young girl I would just believe. Posted, I, don't know, I, just young posted, I just posted this woman that's 32 years old right and she's married to a 58 year old right and and she like she's like well my neighbor just told me i should leave him she's like he's only just using you because you're young and you're stupid and that's what her neighbor told her and she was an older woman telling her that and she was like girl but i think she's jealous and i said she's not no. i said because let me tell you i'm the same age as you and i said that ain't jealousy that's common sense i said if he if he almost 60 years old and he ain't never had nobody before you like that and now he got you because you're stupid enough to believe his script and his game and he's gonna tell you any old line because he's like baby i love you but baby i love you don't kick you out this is the lady i'm talking about that's kind of transient homeless baby don't kick you out right before your winter time baby guess what baby don't tell you that you're worthless and you're a piece of shit yeah. because you ain't doing what he said to do it's a, it's a control and like you said, it is changing you yes this is the same one 
And I mean, like, but every single one of them trying to make me feel like I wasn't shit to feel better about themselves because I was in a better position than them. And I was like, this is, and that's when I made the decision where, like, I cannot ever date another guy who doesn't have at least what I have or better because they don't do anything but try to shit on you. That's it. Because they want they want you to feel secure enough to stay. You know what I'm saying? And, like, all these guys. And this guys, is why I say shout out to all the men that are okay being stay-at-home dads and letting a woman go out and earn the bread and bring it back to the house, and they don't see that as a problem. They but see that a as lot of quality. Yeah. Shout out to those guys, because those guys don't, they don't ever get, you know, like, hold, like, whoa. Because those guys are always, you know, we always talk about the men that fuck up shit. But shout out to all the guys that actually get equality and understand that, guess what? My girl can bring home that bread. I don't see Stedman saying nothing about Oprah. I mean, either way, either you get what way, I'm saying. I don't see that man saying nothing about overlap. Either this chick a multi-billionaire, like what? Either way it goes, either way it goes. I'm saying that like so many people are in the habit of trying to make women insecure to stay around, as opposed to like really investing in their partner into like what would make them happy. Because like I started telling like my ex, you know, if you want me to come around, you need to learn how to spend some money on me. Every money you, every dollar you get, you spend it on yourself. You know what I'm saying? But you want to come around me and lay around my space and this that, and another. Like and no, you want to spend your money on on him. On him. Somebody sent me an email about, <laughs> about the show. 
Because we still run businesses. Yes. yes. We still run empires. We still try to do the things that we're supposed to be doing to help our clients to, to succeed. Yeah. Either way it goes. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing that to, to disregard women in our society. Um, or decide, like, how they get to make money or what makes them virtuous. Like, fuck that. But even if it did, like, if you men really value virtuous women, then maybe somebody would believe you. But, like, we've seen all types of virtuous women dog the fuck out. My mom was dog the fuck out. And all she's ever been with is my dad. You know Hold on, wait. I got one better for you. You know what the number one selling porn is? And this this is the number one selling porn. Do you want to know who it is? Ebony. Oh. But they swap and now they don't like black people. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like everything you're doing it says the opposite. It's everything, and it's like our society our society is built on these fake um, falsities that that like hey we're supposed to be these people, but in reality we're never gonna be those people. It's like you keep asking people to lie to you, and then you get it's the same thing. And this is why people got mad at me when I said at least Trump was the real one when he ran because he told you who the fuck he was when he was running. He said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old man. I don't have all my wits about me and everything is screwed up that I'm saying. But he told you this shit while he was running. You know what I'm saying? He, he didn't lie. lie. He, was a joke. he didn't lie. He told us who he was. And then people said, oh, no, no, no. But every time we ask politicians, we ask people to tell us who they are and they start telling us, oh, she has mental illness. He's depressed. He's sick. She's weak. He's stupid. His ideas are wrong. It's like you don't want to know the truth. You don't want to know who people really are. You want people to lie. You they would have preferred if Carly B would have never told them that she was a stripper. Let's be honest. They would have preferred that. They would have preferred Carly B to bow down and just take the, you know what I'm saying, and just be like, oh well, you know, I was this virtuous girl and I got forced into strip. That's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the fact that she was happy with doing what she was doing. She was making plenty of money, and she was living her life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Because that's the truth. Because they know that she she deserves it because of her past. And exactly. you know, that's what I said. Like, but it's like, like why do you shit so much on sex work when we all participate in it? You know what I'm saying? Like, we see it all the time. We see it in music videos. We see it in commercials. We see it in all kinds of adverts. We see Ooh, it everywhere. And it's like, Look at, the, look at the number of women who have gotten plastic surgery. No, not even all that. You go to Victoria's Secret, and that pink line is one of the hottest fucking summer things in the world. Oh, yeah, it is. Every woman I see has got something. Pink on. Yeah. Some pink on. You got pink items on. I mean, my bra that I got on right now is pink. It's a pink item. I wear my panties, but it's a pink item. So you think about that. Just think about that. Why the hell is Victoria's Secret one of the top selling brands in the world? And then tell me what Cardi B did was wrong. Because at the end of the day, guess what? I want to be that sexual, virtuous woman that has the big boobs and I have all the little products on and I smell like flowers and all that other stuff. And then, hold on, if we're not that chick, right? And then let's say we want to put on a hoodie and put on some gym shoes and put our hood up. Why you dress like a dude? Why you look like a dude? Why are you acting like a boy? I mean, at the end of the day, there are all these rules for women about 
what we get to do to be loved, right? And if we do not adhere to those things, then we do not deserve love. And all these women are coming to the realization and they're saying to themselves that it's bullshit. Right. We know that now it's bullshit. That because well, even, even when we have tried to do all those things, you have still found ways to shit on us. Even when we've been every which way. And I mean, I guess Hillary Clinton's campaign wasn't um, a perfect example of that. And I don't know what will show you, but it does not matter that every time that when it comes to women competing in the same arena that men do, the goalposts are, com- are, are consistently moved. They are consistently That's moved. what I'm saying. You can't win. You, you either can't got it. Right, right, right. Hold on. Her voice is annoying. Her voice is too sexy. Her hair is too short. She her hair, too much. She her, hair, her hair is too long. Right. She smiles too much. She doesn't smile the right way. She thinks stuff, stuff is funny. She's not she comes off bitchy. She comes off uh, uh, apathetic. She comes off this way. Like, you seriously cannot win. And so... That is why you have got to stop giving the fuck what any men have to say. Like, at this point, why I say not even men, just any person, any that, has person that has a negative connotation about women. what women are supposed to do or don't do. But I mean, like, but especially men, like, I, this, I mean, personally, how I feel. I'm not saying you don't feel but I'm saying especially for men. I could give a fuck less what a man's got to tell me about this what is all I remember. remember. You remember the women's, march, the women's march that happened, right? The women's march. My favorite sign was. Don't forget, white women put Trump in office. Yeah. And that was my favorite sign. And it wasn't to disregard white women, but it, it just hit me home, period. Women put Trump in office. Not just white women. Women put Trump in office. Black women put Trump in office. No, I'm just going to hold on. 96% of black women. women. I know, but, 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 but think about that. That's 4% of black women that did. Like, I'm not holding that goddamn shit. I'm not holding that goddamn shit. No, 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 no. 96% of black Is that 
if it's asking for deception, you asking for women to deceive you, you're asking people to deceive you because you really don't want to know the truth who the person is. The truth is, guess what? I'm a flawed individual. I am who I am. The you truth is, is that you're a flawed individual and you are who you are. I mean, either way it goes, it's just to me, the whole point we're trying to get to is things like it doesn't matter. You be the woman you want to be. Do the things that you want to do because it's too many rules. There's too many rules, but also the person that wants to love you is not going to give a fuck. I mean, the person who made the song Freak No More is Marion Cardi. And that he made the whole song was about not, not being with strippers or previous strippers. So, I mean, fuck that. Whoever's supposed to be with you will be with you, and that's the only person that matters. Because half of these motherfuckers ain't gonna do shit but gaslight you and run the fuck out the energy out of you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Start naming for you what you want for these guys. Because the same guy I used to be scared to say, um, say boo to, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want him to go away because I, I cared about him so much. I say whatever the fuck I want to. I do whatever the fuck I want to, and this man still be calling me. I do, you know what I'm saying? I read him for filth. Okay, and he still be calling me. And it's like, because, because, I don't, he, but, because he, he already, not, this is what I'm saying, like, everyone keeps living up to these expectations of what we're supposed to be, instead of bringing it down to a level of, this is who the fuck I am, and being okay with who you are. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, a lot of people have completed senses of ideas about who they are and what they really contribute to the world. Plenty, plenty, plenty of people. But that goes back to that ego thing. It is. Um, it's an ego thing. But it's like, oh, why? Did, I had one person tell me yesterday, he said my mom wouldn't let me date girls from a certain high school because they didn't go to my private school. And again, it's, it's, it's this ego thing of I'm better than you because I have more money than you because of whatever reason I think I'm better than you. And, 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 that's, that's, yeah. and that's when you know that they have an ego thing. Did you see Hazel E? Um, how, like, Hazel E from Love and Hip Hop, her and her boyfriend brought, like, one of the uh, cast members, I think, called him gay, right? Because, I mean, he does come off. Like he's probably gay, but that's not that's not here. That's not here nor there. I mean, it's the whole point. Somebody said that he was gay, and they went on this huge gay tirade, and then she started saying, "Well, all these girls hate on me because um, I'm light skinned and they're dark skinned. They some they some dark butts, and they just hate on me. Blah blah blah. I got more money, or what? All my shit. But why is that an issue? But this is what when people start pointing to physical characteristics and physical things that they own to try to prove that they're better than you, that's when you know that they're operating fully in ego. Because it's like, who gives a fuck about that shit without any of those things? Who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, all of those, who are you? What do you have in this world? And then you want all these tirades and, like, you're losing shit. So she lost, uh, I mean, like, it was just her whole life, I think, but she lost that sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? People were like, you shitting on the people Who's there to support you? Because ain't nobody else buying your goddamn music. And you call them people dark, but this one you can't believe. Like, why is gay such a derogatory term? Why are you getting mad when somebody calls you gay? Well, it may be because it's something that he's denying for himself. Because, I mean, we know that not a lot of people. But, like, if who, you're gay, you're gay. If you're yeah, straight, you're straight. If you're bi, you're bi, and whatever. It's easier said than done for a lot of men, and especially black men. No, I know. But I'm saying, like, so, like, of course, to us, we're like, so what? If you're gay, you're gay. Who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? Get it how you live. I want you to have all the orgasms in life you deserve. But, <laughs> exactly. but for a lot of people, they, they're completely that on the shirt. They're completely. Have all the orgasms in life that you deserve. Like, yeah. I want that shirt. Um, 
there's so many people who feel conflicted about what they find pleasure in. Like, there's so many people who want that to not be a reality for themselves. I mean, like, so many people who talk about um, having sexual experiences with a gender they weren't attracted to because they wanted to feel some sort of validation, even if they knew that wasn't who they truly were. But, like, that's how they knew that validation comes, you know what I'm saying? And, like, it's, it's really hard for a lot of young boys to accept that, like, they are gay or have some gay tendencies or gay attractions um, because they want this validation by the communities that they hang out and, with. And here's and the that's whole thing, like, listen, like, listen, this is my whole thing. If I can't find friends that validate me for who I am, I need to find other friends. Right? But, this, but tell me this or not, is that something that most people do, don't learn until later in life? Most people... I don't know. I'm, but see, this is my whole thing, and I thank God for my mom being who she was. You know what she used to tell me? Like, if you can't be you with your friends, are they really your friends? Right. That's, and she used to tell me that when I was a little kid. That's true. And I tell my kids that now. I'm like, listen, if people don't like you for who you are, that's true. Move it on. But I grew up with a mother who who bashed homosexuality all the effing time. Right. And so I was not comfortable claiming any sort of bisexual tag for myself or any of that when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even be my own self with my mother. You know what I'm saying? Most of my friends were guys. I couldn't make she couldn't see me around the guys while saying you're sleeping with them. You know what I'm saying? That's so first, a, I can't I be gay and I can't be a I slut. Can't, like, what's the hell? I can't hell? be, I can't be who I was, and I always would think, like, if I got pregnant in high school, I would not be able to tell my mother because she's always trying to be my pastor instead of my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like you may not be happy that I would have gotten. I don't pregnant, understand that. Why I gotta be a slut and why I gotta be? Why gotta okay, be too This is this is what I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Even though my mom would say like, you know. You have to walk alone, like Jesus walked alone, blah, 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 blah. Like, there, there were times where she made me feel alone because I didn't I believe the way that right, she exactly. believed. And so a lot of people grow up with that. And so, like, as I've gotten older, I've, I've felt gayer and gayer, but I've been away from my mother longer and longer. Diana, you know? you're going to hell. <laughs> you like, what's that? Like, you know what I, I mean? Just, but like, Mom, I just... The it wasn't, just the door, like, and, and she's just like, what, like, what the hell? It wasn't something that I could even explore or feel comfortable with because, like, my mother consistently, like many people in the church, would back say to the what we started to, what, Back to what we started to. My girl got a girlfriend, and I'm attracted to him, her, and you. Yeah. Like, if that's you, live your life. Anyways, y'all, we got to wrap it up. We've um, been here an hour and a half now. Yeah, we've been here an hour and a half. And I have to go potty, like, like I've been holding it because my inner butt drank a whole what is this? I don't even know, fifteen ounces of fluid. How is this? I just I'm gonna look at my car. Maybe it's in the roll under. And Diane's doing business, and I have to go because it's back to politics. And I was supposed to call my client um an hour ago. So anyways, um I guess we'll see you guys next week. Um and it's been fun. Oh, let me tell you guys, the show is sponsored by FreshBook Zip Cards and Advanced Auto Cards. Um I put the link up in the in the thing, what is it called? Whatever. I put the link up earlier in the show, so you guys can click on it. And um, also, I'll hyperlink it again in the actual, what do you call the thing? Whatever. When I edit the post later on. So I'll hyperlink it all there. Um, and we're on the um, IUNR network, so um, I think I said that right. IURN, sorry. Sorry, my dyslexia.
Network. And you know any sponsors, I'm dancing the mind Yeah, listen, so we're looking for women sponsors to sponsor our show. We only want women sponsors. women sponsor me, but yeah, that too. We're looking for women only sponsors to sponsor our show. So if you um if you know any, um go ahead and send them our way. And um we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> I have to pee so much. Yes, I want to end the episode because I have to go potty. <laughs> <laughs>